Good morning and welcome to our service today, the 31st of January 2021. Another year and another lockdown. I think you guys are probably going to be unhappy seeing me on the rotor again because every time I come to talk to you it seems to be another lockdown. I'm sorry about that but unfortunately it's not my fault. It has been such a challenge this last year in terms of Covid keeping us isolated, not being able to see people all the challenges that's brought in terms of having to homeschool, not being able to see relatives, worrying about them, friends and colleagues who unfortunately may have passed away or who've been ill with this condition. They're all challenges that we've had to face. But those worries and those difficulties can be put into some context when we know that God supports us and surrounds us. And we're going to think a little bit about how we share our experiences of that relationship today. The theme today is God gave some to be evangelists and Michael's going to talk about that later on. I'll share some thoughts also. But I was looking up the definition of what is an evangelist online and there's a few things that I found. So the Webster Dictionary Online describes it as a person, especially a preacher, who tried to convince people to become Christian or someone who talks with some great enthusiasm. But another way of looking at it could be people who are witnesses to preaching the gospel, people who will go and tell others about their experiences of the good news of Jesus Christ. And that comes from the word eugelion, from the Greek, which means to reward people of the bringers of good news. So telling the good news of the gospel to others. So we're going to start and sing our first song, Go Forth and Tell. Go forth and tell God's saving grace and news to all the nations. Take them out and proclaim Jesus Christ as our Saviour, Lord and King. And all the world will sing his worthy praise. Let's sing. Lord, my lips shall praise you. 
my lips praise the fact that you are the one that holds me when I am in distress. You are the one that restores my soul when I need it. Lord, I turn to you because you are the guide. You are my salvation. Thank you, Lord, that you are in my life at times when things are difficult. Let's sing, my lips shall praise you, restorer of my soul. sing the wondrous story of how you came to this planet, how you lived, but more importantly, how you died and then rose again for me. Through that sacrifice that you made on the cross, Lord, how you went in pain, was nailed upon a cross of wood and hung there, how you were buried and then came back to life. That gives us all new life, that we know that our Lord your Father will have his arms around us whenever we need it, to hold us through the times of difficulty. And Lord, we go out and sing that story. We tell others about the good news of the gospel. We go out and we tell others of how much you love each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, that you are in our lives. I will sing the wondrous story of the Christ who died for me.
Are you somebody who can just walk into a room and start talking to people? You know, that's not necessarily my skill set. It's not something I'm particularly good at or even fond of. I'm much better with a smaller group of friends who I know well, who I know their sense of humour, and that I can relax and just start talking to them. The idea of walking into a room of strangers and being able to just converse with them is terrifying. I have friends who are quite the opposite. Within five minutes of meeting anybody, they know their entire life stories and they are their best friends. But me, it's not me. And I guess there's quite a lot of people who are like me as well, who find the idea of going out and telling everybody about myself, my experiences, as scary. And there's nothing to be ashamed in that. Not everybody has the skill set to do that kind of thing. But God sends us out to tell other people about our experiences. You know, some of those things that worry me is, will I get tongue-tied? Will I say the right thing? Will I know what to say when they come out with situations which I may not be familiar with? Will I have the right passage in the Bible that I can refer back to? Is my knowledge of the Bible good enough to even do that? And these things, when we say we're going to go out and talk to people about Christ and about the gospel, that just scares me, probably scares others of you as well. For others, it'll be something that you really look forward to and you will thrive upon. And this is where we have different gifts. I'd much rather sit behind the drums or with a guitar and even sing. That's much more my skill set. And even here, I don't mind leading a service, but the idea of going talking to a stranger terrifies me. What I can do and what I am happy to do is to talk about my experiences and my relationship. And I shared some of that last time when I uh, led the service, talking about my journey with God in my work. And sometimes those testimonies, those witnesses of how God has worked in our life is what we need to be doing. How we can share the different things that we have experienced, how we've been held at different times and how God holds us and guides us through when we need it. When opportunities arise, it's not being afraid to be able to share that message with others. Doesn't mean it's not a challenge. And it's something that we shouldn't be worried about because not everybody has the skill, but it should be something that we do embrace when the opportunities arise. And it is by having God in everything that we do, in God through everything that we say, and that living our lives in a relationship with Christ that will help us to be a witness for his good works on this world. Michael's going to talk to us more about all of this later on, but we're going to sing a song, God in my living, God in my breathing, God in my sleeping, God as my witness and me as God's witness on this earth. Let's sing. Christ in me, Christ in me. 
Ephesians 4 verses 1 to 16. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does ascended mean, except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we may grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Lord, my hope is built on you. You are the cornerstone and foundation of my faith and my life. I will go out, Lord, and tell others of how I experience my life in a walk and journey with you. Thank you, Lord, that you love me and you love all of us, that you want to know each and every one of our journeys. And we will tell others of that journey and the relationship that we have with you, because you love us as we love you. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. My cornerstone, my anchor. Let's sing, my hope is built 
on nothing less. Once more we come to that part of our morning worship where we bring the needs of the world to God and ask him to step into those situations. So let's bring a few of those needs to God right now. Loving Father, we bring to you first the country of Bangladesh, where Open Doors tells us that being a Jesus follower usually means that the neighbours refuse to talk. Work is denied, and vital food and aid distributed by local authorities is also denied because of faith. We ask that you will give wisdom and integrity to the authorities, that they will be just in all their dealings, especially as they're also experiencing an increased wave of COVID-19 in the crowded areas. We further ask that you will guide the Tear Fund team working among the one million refugees living in the Cox's refugee camp, that they will be able to make a difference in spite of those almost impossible odds. We ask for your continued help for BMS workers Peter and Louise Lynch, as they've set up an online mission resource. Oh Father, may it bolster the work there. We also bring to you the BMS partner Big Life in Cambodia 
and thank you for the work that they are doing, helping the followers there to lead others to discover you for themselves. Build up, we ask, the house churches that they have set up, that they will become fruitful for you. Loving Father, we bring before you those Jesus followers who are living in any area that does not welcome you and are finding that life is hard and we ask that you will strengthen their faith. And so finally, we thank you for the 1,400 people recently baptised in Thailand and ask that you will help them to stay true to you in spite of the pressures to return to their previous faith. May the way that they live encourage others to want to know more of you. Father God, we also may feel overwhelmed at times, so we bring these token situations and ourselves to you, because with you all things are possible. So please hear our prayers as we ask them in the name of our Saviour, who is Lord of all. Amen. Today, uh, we're considering the scripture, he gave some to be evangelists. The word evangelist comes from a Greek word meaning bringer of good news. An evangelist is a good news bringer, an announcer, a herald or proclaimer of the good news about Jesus. In the New Testament, there are two people who are expressly titled evangelist. One is Philip, the evangelist. The other is Timothy, who is called to do the work of an evangelist. Others in scripture also bring the good news of the kingdom of God, but Jesus is our model evangelist. He was anointed to proclaim good news to the poor, 
In fact, he says, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God because that is why I was sent. So the first thing to say is that evangelists are a gift to the church to enable the sharing of good news. We read how Jesus gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. Here are five-fold ministry gifts of the church. Jesus grows his church through the giving of individual people who fulfil particular roles essential for effective advancing of the kingdom of God. So evangelists are part of an overall package. We need all five in partnership with the others to enable the church body to function well, just like the fingers and thumb of the hand working together to get the job done. Our God does not wait until we ask, nor does he only give to those who deserve. He takes the initiative in giving generously and freely. Evangelists are a gift from Christ himself to the church. He is the ultimate gift giver. Evangelists are given uh, within the local church and across local church congregations and to the wider church all towards a goal. That goal is to equip his people, that is Christ's people, for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. The church needs equipping in order to serve effectively as Christ's body on earth. We continue the ministry that Jesus has begun. He began to share and be good news. We continue to share and be good news. We are called to be salt and light, to make a difference wherever we are and wherever we are called to go. The good news of Christ is life-changing, society-changing stuff. It is given to us in order that we may give away to others. This good news about Jesus is not to be the church's best-kept secret. Every believer has good news to bring those around them. If you are a follower of Jesus, then whomever he brings you into contact with, wherever you are, whatever you're up to, you are to speak and to be good news to that person or those people without reservation. You may question or doubt this. This may seem absurd to you. But ask yourself, are the people that you meet and know any less deserving than you to receive the good news? And how else will they hear or see Jesus? Who did Jesus go with the good news to? He went to the lost and immoral, the lowly and lonely, the sick and shunned, the hated and despised, the overlooked, the undervalued, the weak and helpless, the tax collectors, prostitutes and sinners. He also went to the leaders and the powerful, the know-it-alls and well-to-dos, the proud and arrogant, the sneering and jeering, the self-righteous, religious and hypocritical. You see, Jesus came for all. All who would hear and receive him, all who would recognise their need for him, able to receive. 
evangelists are given purposefully to equip us to serve Christ in bringing Christ to a needy world. Now, the goal of equipping and building the church is fulfilled in three areas. Unity, maturity and security. So unity. The church is built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. So this is unity, firstly for all, without exception. You are not the exception. You are called to unity with Christ and with others in the body of Christ. You are not called to go it alone or to be a one-person band. You are called together with others to journey with Christ in his will and his ways. This unity is secondly attainable. It is reachable until we all reach unity. Unity is something that Jesus himself prayed to his Father for, uh, that they, his disciples, may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Complete unity. Attainable unity. So when we pray for unity, we can do so with confidence because we know that this is also God's goal through Christ. Thirdly, this is unity in the faith. We have a common faith in Christ which unites us. We have come to the foot of the cross and placed our trust in him as saviour. Paul writes that there is one body and one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Fourthly, this is unity in the knowledge of the Son of God. Jesus calls us to know him, to be in relationship with him, and so with one another. So along with unity, the second area or goal of equipping and building is maturity. We are called to become mature. We are not to remain immature. Our maturity is about attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. It is through speaking the truth in love that we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Christ. Jesus warns those who hear the word of God but are choked by the thorns of life's worries, riches and pleasures that they do not mature. But as we feed upon and persevere in the truth of God's word, we will mature. So we have unity, maturity, and the third goal of growth is security. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. God wants your life to be built securely upon the sure and steady and stable promises of his word. To stay on track, to hold firm, to stand firm, strong and stable discipleship amidst the storms of life. So evangelists along with other gifts from Christ, equip and enable the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, to grow and build itself up in love as each part does its work. Each one of us 
is to look and listen to God for what and where he is calling us to be and to do in these days. God has got particular plans and purposes for you that he is asking of no one else. And I finish with words from Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all forevermore. Amen. Walk with me, Lord, through the dawn. Show me your mercies new Deepen your cause and I long to be A vessel of honor for you Walk with me, Lord, through the new When it feels like my strength is all gone Help me to focus my eyes on you And comfort me, Lord, when I fall 
amazed by your love I'm broken inside I cannot deny you Oh Lord of my life I give you my heart And freely I choose To follow you Jesus All of my life through Walk with me late in the day when my spirit is weary with toil I'll sing a new song of my faithful God And the morning will bring me joy Amazed by your love I'm broken inside I cannot deny you A Lord of my life I give you my heart and freely I choose to follow you, Jesus, all of my life through. Amazed by your love, I'm broken inside. I cannot deny you, oh Lord of my life. I give you my heart and freely I choose to follow you, Jesus. All of my life through Walk with me, Lord, through the dawn Show me your mercy, 